Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry, in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. A lot of YouTube comments and contents growing here. Uh, and make sure uh, you follow us. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, for our business, and they help out. You guys, Renters Warehouse, uh, NashvilleRentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings at CalvinAndSubtle.com. And then uh, Wilson County Hyundai for your brand new ride, WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. That's also Vols Country. And then the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, uh, BoneAndJointTN.org. So, Jack, uh, you are not a Vol fan. You went to Ole Miss. So, you and Zach right. are our Ole Miss guys here with right. the A to Z team. I did go to Tennessee. And, and pre show this morning, we had a, uh, uh, trip down memory lane when I talked yeah. about the four Tennessee basketball players who were caught and arrested on New Year's Day driving with drugs and a stolen gun in the car. And then later on, they flipped that and beat Kansas, number one Kansas, and went to the Elite Eight. So yesterday, Vols started their spring football practice, and Josh Heupel had to tell everybody that hot new incoming freshman quarterback, Caden Salter, suspended from the team based off an incident that happened in a dorm uh, earlier this month where now we know four football players, uh, apparently there was an assault involved, there were uh, marijuana was involved, but Caden Salter arrested with three other teammates uh, for misdemeanor drug charges. How do you feel about this news uh, for Caden Salter uh, there, Jack? Yeah, it's it's not a good look. Um, I don't think it's the the sky is falling or it's the end of the world. But Austin, before I get into my take, I, I think I have some business to handle. Do you? Yeah, I, I'm going to tape my nose to my forehead That's right. as, as the magic bucket calls for. That's right. You um, need to do that. So let me do this real quickly, and then we'll get going. Uh, let's see. How do I look? Pretty good. Fantastic. Right. So the reason why it's it's not a huge deal is because – um, even if Salter is suspended for a game or, or a week or whatever it may be in the regular season, which I don't think is going to happen as the tape falls off, um, it, it's it's not a good look. This is the number six rated quarterback coming uh, out of high school, so you want you want this guy to kind of hit campus and do everything he can to position position himself for some playing time um, in, in his freshman year, or, or whether that comes off later down the line, that's fine too. Um, but the charges, it seems like he was more of in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he's got to figure this out. It, look, we, we all get to college and make dumb decisions. I think I, I think that everyone in, in here who has attended college can agree with that. Um, but it's just a learning experience for him, and, and unfortunately this learning experience, he's, he's, he's maturing and learning on the, on the fly in front of a rabid fan base in, in Knoxville. Uh, there, there's a lot of pressure that comes with the quarterback position in Knoxville as well. So he's going to learn how to learn how to to manage that. Um, we talked about how it was kind of like the the basketball team. I think it's like a a Walmart brand of of that basketball team incident because there are guns and other stuff involved. 
Oh, this, there was a lot worse stuff involved yeah. in in that traffic there was, stop there. Yeah, yeah, there there was some serious uh, some serious issues with those guys. Uh, no matter how talented they were, that was a bad decision. But Caden Salter's got to make good choices. He's got to see this, this is a bad look. He's got to know who he's representing. Uh, Josh Heupel, it's his first year on the job, and you don't want to be having these incidents with uh, kind of the most heralded player in this recruiting class, uh, a guy you're you're really looking forward to see what he has. Um, and can contribute to to the Tennessee program. So, for me, it's not a huge deal because let's face it, the Vols are back. Guys are getting arrested, but nothing really major will will come come from this. I I, I know that just following the Tennessee program ever since I was really born. Um, it, it's not how they handle things up there, and it, it, they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, Caden Salter from not being named in the police report, uh, from what I saw. Yeah, he was a minor at the time yeah. of what happened. Yeah, he's just he, look. It's, it's going to take some time. He's going to have to learn. And this is a this is a good <laughs> need to double up on the tape job. This is a good learning experience, not a good learning experience, but it, it's a it's an opportunity to learn and grow and mature. And he's got if he uses as uses it as that, that's fine. Um, but this can't happen again. It's, no, it can't. It it can't happen again. And I, I'm surprised you're being as soft on Caden Salter as I as I didn't expect you to, to do a, this. He's a kid. He's a kid. And, and I, honestly, the marijuana stuff should legalize it. I'm on that team. Um, Stephen A. Smith says stay off the weed. So uh, uh, you, you can do both. Um, just do it in the privacy of your home and don't get caught. Right, uh, you can remove the tape from your face. Yeah, if it's you not want working. To, it's, not it's, working it's, it's definitely not working. Uh, maybe I don't know if Jack has a big, heavy nose or not. Or the tape's not holding, but uh, but that's a different conversation. Yeah. So yeah, right. So with Caden Salter, uh, you know, look, you've got uh, John Daniel London and Salter seventeen. This is a teaching moment. It'll be handled internally. Um, and then you, Jeff says he hope he learns. Juan says kids with no discipline and supervision, not a good look for a quarterback who's trying to be a leader and college kids always make stupid choices. He will learn from this. Caleb brings up the NBA is potentially no longer going to test for marijuana. Hopefully all major sports follow pretty stupid that marijuana hasn't been adopted legally everywhere yet. In his opinion. Now that's a different conversation, but <laughs> it's, it's something that like, I, I don't look, I don't, I don't smoke weed. I honestly don't Neither care do about smoking weed. But the fact is, this is a dumb thing to do for an incoming freshman quarterback who has a lot on his shoulders and a massive opportunity to have a big impact with a brand new coaching staff, a brand new offense where everybody's slate is clean. Caden Salter just put himself in the doghouse. And the doghouse at my house is the best house because our dogs are pampered, but the regular doghouse is is not a good place to be no. if you're a football player on a college campus. This is so stupid. Why like like I don't understand how people put themselves in this situation whether you're 17, 18, 20 or however old and you under you have to understand the profile you have and the weight on your shoulders because of what you're there to do. And the reality is Caden Salter is at Tennessee to play football. Student athlete, get the hell out. He is there to be a football player. He <laughs> is there to be a quarterback. He wants to be a leader of the team, and you couldn't even make it two months on campus before you get arrested for misdemeanor drug charges? Like, that's just flat-out stupid. So 
Here, let's get to our first question of the day. Let's Is do it. Hayden Salter suspended from the Vols after the arrest incident with teammates. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? A big deal, small deal, or no deal? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get injured, and injury is always a part of life, uh, just like, unfortunately, stupid decisions are a part of life, and sometimes stupid decisions to end up being injuries. But boneandjointtn.org, they take care of you every step of the process. They've got amazing facilities, amazing physicians, amazing staff all around. Boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Guys, I'm here to tell you that March Madness is back tomorrow. Sweet 16 action begins tomorrow. It'll it'll be happening tomorrow and Sunday. Um, plenty of things to be betting on. If you're if you're not into the college basketball realm, that's fine. Baseball's on the way. It's just a week away. Uh, you've got NBA in full swing. Trade deadline yesterday was bonkers. Uh, th- there'll be there'll be some opportunities to win there. I know we had a big Knicks win last night, Austin. Um, yeah, that's right. So that's right. so make sure to go download the BetMGM app after the show ends. Promo code A to Z Sports A T O Z Sports. You'll get a risk free bet up to six hundred dollars depending on the the amount you deposit. Really easy to use. Really fun to use. Makes watching sports all that – like just so much better. It enhances the entire experience. Go download the BetMGM app after the show. Yeah, so here's the question we're asking right now. Is Caden Salter suspended from the Vols after arrest incident with teammates? Is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal, as Jack Gentry sits in for Zach Bingham? Rob says he'll be fine. Um, and Stacy says he'll it will mess up his future college and pro football. You know that's I don't know about that, but it's a it's a big massive it's a big road bump in his beginning of his college career. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rob says small deal. Who cares? Sean says small deal. Uh, Donald says unless it's been reoccurring, then it's a small deal. Uh, Steven says big deal. Louis says no deal. Colton says small deal. Caleb says small deal. What he does from here is what matters. Now, Danny says small deal. He's young. He's young. I would say no deal, except he did get suspended. Uh, more comments to read as the comments just jumped. Jeff says, I say medium. You hope he learns, but he's starting his college football experience off of the rocky start. Not a good first look. Juan says he's not our responsibility. It's his parents who will have to teach him. He don't have to prove to us only to himself. That's an interesting comment. Stacey's a small deal. He should learn a lesson from this. Bobby says no deal. First offense, slap on the wrist. If it becomes a pattern, that's when it becomes a bigger deal. Sean says he's immature and putting himself uh, before the team. Not a good look for a potential quarterback to lead the team. John says small deal quarterback-wise. Much bigger deal because two out of the four suspended are linebackers, and you can't afford to lose anyone there. (laughs) That's smart. That's a good take. G-Man says small deal. UT's a basketball school these days. Uh, funny there. I mean, look, Brent Small deal is seventeen. Hopefully, learns from this. So, uh, Jack, what do you think about this? Big deal, small deal, or no deal? Caden Salter suspended uh, for his drug arrest with other teammates. Small deal, a tiny deal, in my opinion. And you know how tough I am on the Vols. This is a small deal because what are we talking about? A seventeen-year-old kid getting caught with weed. The only reason this is any deal at all is because he's supposed to be, you know, the next starting quarterback at Tennessee if Harrison Bailey doesn't pan out or when he leaves. So that's the only reason it's a deal at all. I mean, we're, we're talking about a minor who got caught with a little weed. Look, that's not a big deal to me. The problem is 
is if this is this could be a bad omen, a bad. You're right, it's a bad start uh, on Rocky Top for for Salter, and the 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 way this could kind of grow and the snowball effect and turn into a big deal is if this is just the start. Now you hope it's just it's just an experience where he's like, okay, look, I'm under a big spotlight here, can't afford to slip up, makes my team, makes my coach, my new coach look bad. Uh, if it's a, it, it could turn into a big deal if this happens again. Now, there, Ole Miss and, and Tennessee have more in common than uh, most people would agree with, um, but but Ole Miss is kind of went through something similar to what the Vols are about to have to go through here a, a couple years ago. When the NCAA brought the hammer down on Ole Miss, they brought in a, a placeholder head coach in Matt Luke. Now, some of you will disagree, but I, I think Keipel's only there for, you know, he's there to wear this, to wear these, uh, these the storms out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's he's not a long term solution, probably. But so you you want to, even when this program, you know, whether they're bowl eligible or not, even when they're struggling, the one thing that has to improve over the next few years, while all of this all of this outside noise is going on, is you have to build the right culture. Heupel's got to build a culture that that you know makes makes kids want to come to Tennessee and play for Tennessee. Where you know you you kind of tighten things up, you button it all up. No off the field issues. We saw last year with Bryce Thompson and a couple other guys uh, in years past. You, you you don't want any of this going on. You want just a, you know a clear path ahead. No hurdles. No speed bumps. Um, like like four guys getting uh, arrested. Um, so it, it's a small deal ultimately because at the end of the day, seventeen year old smoking weed. Who cares? Uh, I, I'm not a big. I'm not going to you know be too hard on the kid for that. Okay. Um, but but. He's got to understand the spotlight he's dealing with. And really, I mean, Tennessee's fan base is unlike any other. I mean, that's a good thing and also a bad thing at times. Uh, He's going to have to realize that there's a lot of pressure being put on him if he doesn't already. This, at best, could turn into a wake-up call. And, and, you know, he's going to have to snap right into it and get ready for for spring practice. He's got a lot to prove this spring. I think it's a big deal. It's not a big deal because it's weed or whatever. Like that's not like I, I don't care about yeah. that. I really don't. And I also understand that every year college football players will get arrested for doing stupid stuff because the people in that age, college age males, do stupid stuff on a daily, weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. And that included me when I was at the University of Tennessee uh, doing some stupid stuff every weekend. But I was not a quarterback. For the University of Tennessee. I did not have the responsibility of leading a football team. I didn't have the opportunity to win the starting job by taking advantage of a wide open quarterback competition in the first spring practice of a brand new head coach who has a history of developing young quarterbacks and having success with young quarterbacks who look and fit the mold and play like Caden Salter. It's a big deal because Caden Salter cost himself an opportunity to take charge, to grow into a leader, and to potentially earn himself a lot of reps on the field as a quarterback fighting for this job. We have talked a lot about the four quarterbacks on campus right now uh, for this job. And again, Rob asked Austin, are you high? I'm not, again, this has nothing to do with the drug 
uh, situation of this. This is a a a situation of a quarterback putting himself in a stupid situation. I think it's awful. I think it's dumb by Caden Salter. I'm disappointed in the situation because I had high expectations and high hopes for what Caden Salter could be. And Joe Joe puts this correct. He says, legally, small deal. But from a potential leadership standpoint, big deal. And that I completely agree with Joe there. That if, if, if you are a, on that team, and Caden Salter did this, and now Caden Salter comes back and from the suspension, whenever that is, and tries to come in and be a leader. What's how is his team going to react to that? Yeah, and you could say for in different circumstances, Henry Tooto, who's still in the transfer portal, he was the leader of the defense last year. If Henry Tooto, who's been in the transfer portal for now over two months, if all of a sudden he comes back and tries to be a leader. What do his teammates feel about that? Bro, you were gone for two months or three months. We were here working. What have you been doing? And so I think for Caden Salter's purpose, that's the big deal of this. Again, I don't care about weed, Rob. Understand what I'm saying. I don't care about weed. I care about a quarterback making dumb decisions off the field and how it impacts his football team. Yeah, and I think Joe was right when he said, this is more of a leadership issue than anything because it's a smidgen of weed. I saw someone say, if it's not integrity weed, he's in big trouble. Good South park reference. Um, But the thing is here is yeah, you're right. This was kind of a move that seems like he was kind of following along some guys that, that we don't know that. We don't know that. No, we don't, but he was the whole, all four players. There were three early enrollee incoming freshmen and one redshirt freshman, Martavis French. All the other guys were brand new on the roster. Salter, Isaac Washington, and Aaron Willis, along with French. So young guys, all just you know a year out of high school or less. So I think I do think it's a big deal for Salter. I don't care about other guys because other guys are not the quarterback, and I, and you have to treat the quarterback different yeah. in every way. The quarterback is treating things has to be treated differently. And if he was a defensive back, to your point, I don't think that we're talking about this today. I guarantee you, we're not talking about this today. Um, no. so, so I mean, he's just got a—he's a young kid. He's got to find his identity within that team, and and, and you know, he's he's got to step up and, and and lead by example. And none of this needs that. I think Henry Tuoto coming back, you know, w- from a leadership standpoint, it, it's going to be much tougher. To look at that guy and say, you know what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna follow what he says. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna go by his word when he's hanging you out to dry here, um, sitting in the transfer portal for months on end. Um, so, so Salter, the weed stuff's not a big deal um, from a leadership standpoint. I think Joe hit the nail on the head. Uh, that that's where the concern lies for me. And anytime you bring in a new head coach, that the the program's gonna struggle to find its identity. You don't want any of this stuff going on. You want to make Heupel's life as easy as possible because let's face it, he's going to have much bigger issues than than Caden Salter getting arrested for weed. Right. And there's also an assault aspect to this because it's not the fact that they just had drug possession, that it's they tried, they got in a fight, like something happened with a drug transaction or something along the lines at a dorm. Uh, where Salter and those three other teammates were involved in that. So let's do talk about this because 
Um, You know, I just went, it's a big deal for Caden Salter. I think it's a big deal for how it impacts the Vols quarterback competition. But Jack, I do think Josh Heupel can spin this into a positive. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's let's talk about my take on this. But first, let me tell everybody uh, about Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. If you're looking for a new ride, head out to Lebanon. It's a beautiful drive in Lebanon. Lebanon is a beautiful place uh, to, to take a drive out to go to Wilson County Hyundai to get a brand new car. And Payne Bone will absolutely take care of you at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got the most, the best uh, uh, stock of Hyundai Palisades that's right there on the right of your screen. The big SUV, they got the third row and all the bells and whistles. The Hyundai Palisade is sweet. All the other Hyundai models are fantastic. And the price point is great for what you are getting for the Hyundai model there. Hyundai is where to go with WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Zach Bingham back again to tell you about BetMGM. Uh, go ahead and download that app. Use promo code A to Z Sports, A T O Z Sports. It's the king of sports books. The in game betting and live betting are, are, are so much fun to use and such easy. It's just so easy. It's such an easy process. Yes. It, it makes it makes watching sports so much more fun. I said that the last time, but it really does. Uh, March Madness, we're, we're all going to be betting on that. I think we're going to talk a little bit about that. We will. Uh, later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. Maybe take whatever we say and go go bet it immediately. That seems safe. Um, so so go, <laughs> ahead seems and, legit. go ahead and download BetMGM, the app, as soon as the show ends. Let's have a lot of fun this weekend. Yep. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789. So, Jack, I, I do think, again, from Caden Salter's standpoint, it's a big deal. Now you look at Josh Heupel's standpoint and how can he use this as a benefit? Because I think Josh Heupel, and I talked with Jonathan Crompton about this, former Vols quarterback, a few weeks ago uh, when he was sitting in for Zach talking about quarterbacks. And like, how the hell can you spread reps out in 15 spring practices to four quarterbacks who are all trying to prove themselves into getting actual real reps when it matters in the summer, in the fall, and in the season. And I do think this gives an opportunity for Harrison Bailey and Hendon Hooker to come in and take control, one of them, take control and steal the reps that Hayden Salter was supposed to get. That is how I think Josh Heupel can turn this into a benefit for the football team is you've got one less quarterback to spread reps out to, and you give those, you give Salter's reps to Bailey and Hooker, the transfer from Vatek and Bailey, who you saw a little bit of last year. And then you see which of those two starts to take and run with it. Oh, Austin, give me a break. Taking Salter's reps for a smidge of weed. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, he's suspended, Jack. That's yeah. He's not on the field. Yeah, but that's but, what I'm talking about. Is, what are you talking about? How long, long is this? How long is this going to last? Indefinite. Though? There's no timetable. But they that's practiced yesterday, and Salter wasn't there. That's what fine. the hell are you talking about? That's fine. He's not going to be. He's gone not on the long. field. His reps got to go somewhere. You don't that's, just say, "Okay, hold on, Tom." This is what you just said. Call, this call is this is what you just said. You you just said, "Let's say uh, Heupel's got 50 plays uh, in practice today." Okay, all the quarterbacks get them split, or let's go 40 plays for easier math. 40 plays of offense during team drills, 
Every quarterback gets 10 reps. Oh, Caden Salter suspended. Okay, never mind. We're only going to do 30 plays. No, those reps it's are fine. going to somewhere. Like, that's that's fine. Well, of course they are. Of course huh? they yes. are. That's so fine, that's though. But this is not this is not going to be a month-long suspension. This, this well, is guess a, it might be. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I, 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 I have a strong feeling that this will not last long. I, I, mean, I mean, come on. Wow, strong is, feeling based on what? Based on like, you based pulled on that out the, your ass? Based on whatever, what's been reported about Caden Salter. It's not a big deal. It just deal. happened. Not, it, we just learned that he was one of the guys that wasn't look, mentioned okay. in the report. So, so if his reps are split for a week and a half, whatever it may be, that's fine. Let those guys get an extra week and a half of you know four or five reps, whatever it ends up being. Who cares? It's not a big deal. Caden Salter's talent's enough to overcome whatever extra reps these other guys are getting. I, th I think we all agree that this dual threat quarterback is, it has a chance to change the program, and not all spring reps uh, are, are are really you know you, you know a oh, huge deal. Yes, they are because but, yeah, for freshman quarterbacks they this, are. That's fine. Yeah, they absolutely but, are. Because listen, why? Hold on, let me take. It over. is it is if you're coming in to start as a freshman quarterback, those reps are weighted differently. Yes, and that's the situation, especially hey, when it's all the reps are important for these quarterbacks because it's a brand new coach with a brand new offense. As Clayton says, every rep matters. Absolutely. I'm talking physical reps. I'm no, not talking no. about leadership reps as Butch Jones would bring up, but it does matter because what happened last football season, Jack, the, the Vols were stuck with Jarrett Garantano for so long because Harrison Bailey did not get his spring practice because of COVID, and Jeremy Pruitt was babying him, saying he wasn't ready. And the Vols suffered because of that on the field. So for Caden Salter, and I don't know what Harrison Bailey is. It's still a flip of the coin to whether he's going to be good or not in the SEC. Hendon Hooker, same thing. He's a transfer. Brian Maurer, I pretty much know it's not going to work out, and he's going to be a backup for his life. But the, the, the issue here is that this is a big deal because you've had – two straight off-seasons of high-ranked quarterbacks being early enrollees. Like, why do you enroll early? To get that first spring practice in and to help that help you for the fall. And two straight spring practices, one because of COVID, one because of a stupid decision and suspension, has those quarterbacks missing those practices. Caden Salter is going to wind up just meeting with a counselor, whatever it may be, if he's away from the practice field, no big deal. Josh Heupel is a much different coach than Jeremy Pruitt in the sense that th this guy is completely offensive-oriented. Salter has a complete ally in Heupel, and Heupel is a guy who finished middle of the pack in recruiting in his conference at, at uh, in his time at UCF. So th this guy is, is not going to just reel in an incredible recruit in the sixth-ranked dual-threat quarterback in this class and cast him away and forget about him because he misses a week, two weeks, a month of spring practice. Give me a break. This guy is way saying, more. Josh Heupel, Josh Heupel's entire future at Tennessee could be, he could easily be banking on Salter's uh, availability and ability when he's on the field. Oh, it's all about, it's all about Harrison Bailey and Katie Heupel, Salter. Heupel and Salter, whether you like it or not, are going to be attached at the hip because if Heupel wants a new contract, an extension, at Tennessee, once all of the smoke clears, it'll be because of Caden Salter. 
and he is not going to give up on this kid because he's out for a week. I'm not weeks, saying he's giving up on the kid. So give me a break with all the all these. When all, did all these... I say he's going to give up on the guy? Well, you're saying you're, you're saying that it's so important that these other guys that are coming in who who early enrolled uh, are getting are getting Salter's reps in spring. Who yeah, when you have a quarterback a competition and one guy's not there because he did something stupid, the other quarterbacks their opportunity just got greater because now they get more opportunity, more reps. Like Who that's, cares? I'm, I'm not saying Josh Heupel is going to write off or get rid of Caden Salter. No, but this does allow for Harrison Bailey or Hooker to get an advantage over Caden Salter. It's all about, I'm talking like on the field, in the football uh, facility, who can separate themselves at the quarterback job because the quarterback will be the determining factor on if Tennessee is competitive next season or not. Okay. And because Caden Salter is is suspended, Caden Salter will not be as much of that equation as I thought prior to him getting suspended because he got arrested for doing something stupid. Hear me out real quick. Okay. So say you're right about this and say this suspension, maybe there's more to it. Maybe he does lose out on a bunch of these reps and, and you got Hooker uh, coming coming in and, and kind of stealing some shine. The worst case scenario is that Salter completely flops, whether it's due to mental mental aspects, legal stuff, whatever. Say he completely flops this spring. The worst thing that could happen to him is he gets a redshirt year and he gets a year to learn and grow yeah. in Heupel's offense. For That's sure. the worst thing that could happen to him. And that actually may be the best thing that could happen to him at the same time. So, save your sky is falling. Salter Salter's in trouble with his save all this rep sharing nonsense. What are you talking about? This isn't nonsense. This is not nonsense at all. This is yeah. actually pretty solid logic. And this I've never said the sky is falling. I think it's a big deal for a quarterback to do something stupid who is expecting to be a leader of the team and is ruining an opportunity to play early. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. He's not capitalizing on the chances he's been given right now. Bingo. He's going to get more. He's going to get more. Yeah, it and Are so you mad at me right now. I'm I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little surprised. Like I'm I'm flustered because I was not expecting this to happen. Like I was expecting logic out of you, Jack, but I, I don't I don't I'm know. A realist, Austin. I'm a realist. I am a realist as well. And I and I think we're off on different pages here. It's if, if it's Salter, surprising. If Salter can beat Georgia and Florida, he can smoke all the weed his little heart Again, I don't care about weed. Like, this is not about weed. This is about being arrested. It's fine. I Look, I get that part. But it's, uh, you know, uh, not all, like I just said, not all spring reps are equal. Not all, you know, arrests are equal. It's a bad start. We can all agree it's a bad start. But this is not, this is not something to, you know, lose hair over. I, I, I'm, I'm here. Who's losing I, I, hair? I come on, that's a low blow off. No, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying, look, Salter's good enough to where this this is not going to overcome anything. This is not going to, you know, really matter in the end. When we talk about Salter's tenure at Tennessee, hopefully, this isn't even mentioned. This is a yes, learning experience. I agree. He's, he's what what he misses in these spring reps. I'm sure he will gain back. You can do off the field stuff out of practice whatever, work with some receiving guys or some receivers um, and and kind of catch up in that way. Hypo will take the time, even if Salter's away from the field, to coach him up, to get him acclimated and get him ready to play in a college football, SEC football game. 
All right, so let's uh, get to this topic because it's the second graphic right there on your screen. You see Trey Smith and Titans head coach Mike Vrabel doing something, working on hand placement or whatever it is, finding out where the steeple and the people are, as I saw that was the funniest joke on Twitter from that yesterday from F-Words Pods. But we've got a good topic here, Jack. Which of the following four Vols is the best draft fit for the Tennessee Titans? I think this is very intriguing. Which of these Vols we're going to talk about is the best draft fit for the Titans? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at mandu.com. How is that even possible? How can you say 15 minutes equals five-plus hours? Full-body electronic muscle stimulation it's real. The results are real because the science is real. I did this workout on Wednesday, and the second day soreness is real today. I'll be back at Mandu on Sunday because I got to get swole. I got to get fit. It's spring. It's trying to get ready for the beach. So whatever, whatever fitness and exercise uh, goals you have, Mandu can help you achieve those goals. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. This man is a workout demon, guys. Okay, BetMGM, you want to you want to earn some money to where you can start paying for these Mandu visits after your first one is for free. Get yeah. on BetMGM. Let's win some money gambling. It's a give me a follow while you're at, at Jack A. Gentry self promotion. Uh, I, I tweet about gambling stuff. Whatever promo code A to Z Sports A T O Z Sports. It's king of sports books. So fun to use. So easy to use. So quick. And once you download that app, you click on it. You remember the password, you get in, you find you a game. They have an incredible selection, a selection that is second to none when you talk about sports books across the country. Bet MGM is how you're going to win some money this March and do it after the show. Download Bet MGM right after the show ends. Let's all make some money this weekend. What do you say? I like it. I like it. So let's talk about this. There are four Vols that participated in Pro Day yesterday. So which of these four Vols is the best draft fit for the Titans? You've got offensive lineman Trey Smith, wide receiver Josh Palmer, DB Bryce Thompson, and offensive lineman Brandon Kennedy, uh, who was a sixth-year center uh, for the Vols this past year. So uh, let's read some comments because I'm very interested in that. Um, Clayton says, would love to have Trey Smith on the Titans. Brent says, by far Trey Smith because he's the only one that's really good. Jeff Rubel, good comment from Big Ten Jeff's draft fit depends on where they're drafted. Absolutely. Steven says Trey Smith needs to improve the O-line. Also, Trey Smith says he wants to be with the Titans. Uh, Dom says Trey Smith is not even close. I don't know how pressing the need is for a tackle, but Smith is the best player. And Trey Smith played the majority and the best football of his college career as a left guard. Uh, so he's not necessarily a tackle, but he is a guard. Nurse117 says Trey Smith. Uh, Ethan Smith by a mile. Juan says Trey for sure. Then Palmer. Uh, Clayton says could see Palmer to Thompson late. Caleb says Trey Smith, super versatile, gives immediate depth and could be a potential starter. Uh, let's see. Smith could play right tackle. Smith, Trey, and Palmer both had solid pro days. A lot of Trey Smiths here, Jack. That's the easy answer, Austin. It is the easy answer. Is it the right answer? Trey Smith's the best player from Tennessee that's going to be in this draft. I don't no think doubt. anyone will disagree with that. Right. But is he the best fit? I have my questions because he, you're right. He did play his best football as an interior O-lineman. The Titans are pretty set at those positions. They've got Roger Saffold and Nate Davis, who came on last year. Had an incredible second season in the NFL. So I think they're fairly set at guard. 
Um, and they also, and here's where I was going to go with this too, because Ben Jones is going into the last year of his deal. Trey Smith has never played center. Um, and so I don't think that's the right thing. And Bobby brings up, what about replacing Saffold? And Brandon says the same thing because Roger Saffold's going into he's making bank. And he, he is about to go into the third year of his four year deal. Um, and I can look it up real quick while you continue talking about wh- yeah. how the Titans can get out of that. Uh, That's fine. So, so if, when you draft a guy as early as Trey Smith, whether it be in the second or third round, whatever it may be, it, when you're in a position to win a Super Bowl, you want guys that can come in and impact the team now. You, like you mentioned with Saffold's deal, you may have to wait a year for Smith. I don't know if Robinson has that time to wait around for him and then throw him into the fire next season. Uh, they're, they're, that's a risky business. So Trey Smith is without a doubt the best player. You saw Vrabel spending time with him uh, yesterday at Pro Day. Um, it, I, I just don't think he's the best fit for the Titans. Fit-wise, I think it's Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson has played all over the place in the secondary, has been the best guy, has been the best player in the back end of that Vols defense for two, three years now. So he's a guy who can come in, and we talked about this yesterday. Who do the Titans have to go through to make a to, to, to get to a Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills. Each team with a track lineup, a 4 by 100 track team at wide receiver. So you need all the DBs you can get. And I think there's value in Bryce Thompson in the fifth. I think there, there's a chance the Titans have signed Kevin Johnson, but – Let's face it, he hasn't panned out so far, and he may not even be on the 53-man once once the season begins. So I think rolling the dice on a young guy like Bryce Thompson later in the draft, I think that's that's where the most value can be found. So I'm going Bryce Thompson. All right, so um, Brandon asked, what is Smith's projected round? And I will has a good comment. So the Titans cannot grab an inside offensive lineman in He's the right. first 85 picks. Win now mode, as Jack says. So, and that's the thing with Trey Smith is he is a ceiling second round pick. I think a floor third round pick. Now the Titans have two third round picks, 85 and 100. If Trey Smith is available at 85 and the Titans draft him, I'm not going to be like upset at it. I think that's good value. That's the best player on the board. It's a, yeah, it is a best player available type of selection, but I, I think the Titans Ben Jones is not going to be replaced by Trey Smith because Trey Smith never played center. Um, Roger Saffold, I understand the thought of replacing Roger Saffold in a year with Trey Smith. But again, I think pick 85 is going to be a guy who can go in and play right now, like you're saying there, Jack. And Trey Smith will not – best case scenario, if Trey Smith's drafted by the Titans, he doesn't play a single snap outside of jumbo offensive line. Yeah, that's, so, that's concerning for, for the Titans team, who not only had a fine offensive line last year that paved the way for Derrick Henry's 2,000-yard season. Uh, it's just Robinson, after last year's draft class, can't afford to gamble anymore. He's yeah. got he's to he's hit his layups. There's no, there's no deep threes being shot by John Robinson in this draft, and I think you're going to see that once you know in five weeks when the draft rolls around yeah last thing on the offensive line before i move on to the others and where i think the best fit is for a former vault uh aaron brewer is a guy they like a lot they got undrafted out of baylor to play the inside uh, swing guy whether he can play center or guard so i think they like aaron brewer so i don't think they're going to spend that type of draft capital for trey smith you say bryce thompson i like bryce thompson he's a he's a, as aggressive as you can possibly be Fearless. At, def- at defensive back, fearless is a great way to describe him as well. He's played safety. 
He's played outside. He's played nickel corner. He's got run support tackling ability. Uh, I don't know how fast he is at top end because that is a big deal for the Titans as they want to become faster vertically at corner. So that's something that we don't necessarily know how fast Bryce Thompson is. I think he's pretty speedy. I think he was really good. He was I, by far the the Vols, probably the Vols' second best defender last year behind Henry Toe Toe, and at times the best over Henry T. And Bryce Thompson played last year with a torn pec, like incredible as a DB. Like I don't yeah. like you use like your arms are extended, and like I'm <laughs> sore from Mandu. Yes, like and so like doing this makes my pec sore. So I don't know how you do that as a DB, but Bryce Thompson is a guy I think I would like on my team. Clayton says he ran a four four four, which sign me Ooh, up. I'll I'll yeah. take anything sub four five from a DB. Good stuff. So I I think, however, the best fit for one of these former Vols for the Titans is Josh Palmer, wide receiver, late round. And I think the Titans need to draft a wide receiver early, whether it's first or second. We've talked about that some this week, Jack. But I think Josh Palmer is a really good pick in the fifth round, sixth round. He's a polished receiver. He knows how to run crisp routes. He catches with his hands away from his body. He's got a big, strong body. He knows how to block. He's His routes, he runs NFL-style routes. He's not one of these college wide receivers that just runs spread offense and movement routes. No, he, he has great breaks. He's clean. I said this two years ago on Twitter, and I got a lot of blowback. When the Vols had Marquez Calloway, Jawan Jennings, and Josh Palmer, I said that Josh Palmer is the best pure wide receiver the Vols have. And I still stand by that. Josh Palmer plays the wide receiver position the cleanest out of all three of those guys, Callaway and Jennings. And Callaway was undrafted. Juwan Jennings was a late seventh-round draft pick. I think Josh Palmer will be drafted higher, and so I think I'll be proven right by that. I think Josh Palmer lost a lot of money because of the quarterback play at Tennessee. I think I think if he had an average quarterback, Josh Palmer would be a lot uh, – uh, have a higher ranking in this draft. I think Josh Palmer in the fifth round makes a lot of sense. Ethan asks, is he more athletic than Juwan Jennings? Yeah, absolutely. Juwan Jennings isn't that athletic. <laughs> Juwan Jennings isn't fast. He's not like explosive. He just cares more than other people. He's a dog. Yeah, he just yeah, exactly. He just he's just gonna he's just gonna out uh, dog you, which is a good thing. So let's break this down real quick because we're essentially we're both talking about later on day three guys. So. Yeah. Which of these players, I guess, Josh Palmer or Bryce Thompson, has a better chance of making the Titans 53-man roster? It's going to be tough because they're going to be late-round draft picks. Not all of those even make uh, the practice squad. Um, so, so you look at the wide receiving group. You have A.J. Brown. You have whoever you're going to take at 22. I hope they go wide receiver at 22. If they don't, I'm going to be upset. But uh, you're going to have whoever they draft, Josh Reynolds, and you have Nick Westbrook-Akina, your favorite Titan. Um, so so those are your four guys, and they, they brought back Mason Kinsey on a futures deal. So he's with the team right now. I don't care about Mason Kinsey. But in the secondary, the secondary, that, that room has been emptied out. You got rid of Adoree Jackson. You got rid of Malcolm Butler. You got rid of Desmond King. You brought in Jackrabbit Jenkins. You have Christian Fulton, and, and you may make another play. You got Kevin Johnson as well. You may make another play in the draft, which they should as well. Um, 
So that room, there's there's more. I think there's just more room in, in when we're talking about cornerbacks on the Titans roster than there are for wide receivers. That's why, and it, like we said earlier, you're looking for a guy who can come in and make a difference, whether it's special teams, whether it's actually you know locking somebody up out there. I think Bryce Thompson is your easy answer. Josh Palmer, I, he's going to struggle to crack the 53 man. I, just that that room's a little crowded. Vrabel has his guys. I don't know, man. Like I, I, like, I think that if you're talking about a player who's more likely to make an active roster, it's got to be Bryce Thompson. Oh, I, I absolutely think Bryce Thompson has a great opportunity because of the special teams aspect. Because Bryce Thompson's a good tackler. Like yeah. Josh Palmer didn't spend four years in college tackling like I like DBs do that. He spent catching the football, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I do find it interesting. To bring that up, but I when you look at the wide receivers, man, they are so thin. Like I take Josh Palmer over Mason Kinsey all day. Yeah, likely. All I day mean, long. we're talking about an undrafted free agent. Palmer is projected to go in day three, so you would think both these Palmer, guys are day three guys. Yeah, we, yeah. You you would think that you know, I mean, just draft value. Not all draft classes are built the same. Uh, that Palmer has more to offer than Mason Kinsey does, but so let's just look at it. let's let's look. Drew Bennett. Drew Bennett was an undrafted free agent. Oh, it happens. Know. Yeah, but again, again, Drew Bennett's an outlier. Like, yeah, you know, time. you've also got plenty of awful undrafted free agents that just don't do anything. Yeah. So, wide receivers typically teams keep five. Corners you keep five, sometimes maybe six because of special teams. Let's just go through what the Titans have at corner. We got Fulton here to talk about, Jack Rabbit, Kevin Johnson, Breon Borders, I think, and Kareem Orr. Like those are the five top five corners, right? I think you're you're trying to find a guy who, and you're gonna draft somebody that's gonna be ahead of Kareem Orr and Breon Borders. Uh, you freaking hope. And then too hard to do. Yeah, and then you look at then you look at the wide receivers: AJ Brown, Josh Reynolds. Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Mason Kinsey, and who else? Marcus Johnson and Cam Badson. Like, you're going to draft somebody who's going to be better than Josh Reynolds or equal to Josh Reynolds. I think I love the idea of Josh Palmer coming in and training camp and proving that he can play wide receiver in the NFL. For him, it's all about what value can Josh Palmer give you on special teams because that fifth wide receiver better be able to play special teams. That's the only reason why your boy NWI made the team last year. Yeah, that's right. Look, when you're drafted in day three, you got to fight, you got to scratch, you got to claw to to crack that roster. Um, so I see where you're coming from, and I mean, I'm not going to vehemently disagree with you because I, I think that adding two wide receivers in the draft is a fine idea. You you get multiple darts to throw and see which guy is going to come out and you know take over that wide receiver four position that. It's kind of open right now uh, on the Titans, although there there is a heavy favorite, and we're talking about my guy in WI. But so I just like the idea of Bryce Thompson more than I do Josh Palmer. Uh, I think that Bryce Thompson has proven more. When we talk about you know how did these guys fare in college? Well, they both played well. Josh Palmer, his his athleticism and his route running abilities are smooth. Um, Bryce Thompson, though, he was out there in the trenches. For three years, leading the Vols secondary. No, so for I, sure. I think when you pull a guy off an SEC roster who is the best player in the secondary, I, that's worth a roll of the dice fifth-round draft pick on. 
Oh, I think I think they're both fifth round guys at at the highest. I doubt they go higher than the fifth round, but I, I do think I do think the Titans can find a guy who can go in there and compete uh, and could make the team. Uh, and and yep. look, you're hoping fifth round draft picks make the team. And John Robinson's been really good in the fifth round. Big merch. Big uh, well, Laurel Murchison's the one, the one fifth round pick that we know the least about from John Robinson. But Tajay was a good fifth round draft yeah. pick. Jayon Brown was a good fifth round draft pick. Great fifth round draft pick, yeah. Well, Sean Sims was a pretty decent fifth round draft pick. Played out his rookie contract, which is kind of all you're a- asking for. Yeah. Um. So fifth round draft picks have been uh, very kind to John Robinson uh, as Titans GM. Uh, J- DJ Bacon bit just says Trey Smith to learn under Saffold. I love it. Like that's just a luxury pick though. If you're going to draft Trey Smith, yeah. it's, it's a long-term view when you have short-term needs that wouldn't be met. They're not I mean, in the position where they can, they can draft a guy that early and just have them sit and learn. You got, yeah. you, you draft a guy right now. See, I get it. If you're coming off a Super Bowl win, if you're the bucks and you really like a guy to come in and fill in, after a veteran's going to move on the next year. That's right. fine. They're they're allowed to do that because they have enough talent. They've just won a Super Bowl. They like their roster, so they can afford to sit and wait. Titans can't do that. John Robinson can't do that. They've got to find guys after the huge whiffs in last offseason in free agency and the draft. They have to find guys who can come in now and not only win another division title, but get back to that AFC championship game. Maybe make a run at the Super Bowl. They have to have – because you're not going to have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill, all of these guys for that much longer. I mean, Derrick Henry, look, we talk about the shelf life for running backs. That, that's not long. And when you have a guy who gets used as much as Derrick Henry, uh, there's a chance that he may not, you know, be around for that long. You know, talking 10 years, like even like eight years is a stretch for some, for a bunch of running backs. So you got to capitalize when you have so, so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you got you got to capitalize and really help build a Super Bowl winning team this year because the Titans aren't looking in the future. No, the window is open now. They've got to jump through it. Yeah, uh, Brent says I know Trey Smith is more of a guard, but could he play right tackle for a year? That's setting yourself up to fail. That's setting a player up to fail. Like that's backwards. Usually, it's you can draft a tackle who might play guard for a year and then kick out the tackle. Tackles you have less help as a tackle, so it's more difficult to play that early on at a high level. And if you're a guard, putting a guard out at tackle is 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 a risky play in the NFL. If you want to do that, all right, Jack. Let's uh let's quickly transition to the Sweet 16. Jack, I want to know, and all of you guys, I want to know what your favorite bet is for the Sweet 16 coming up on over the weekend. But first, let me tell all you guys, uh, we'll be watching a lot of hardwood. Uh, you can get new hardwood floors in your home by going to Calvin and Subtle. Dot com Calvin and Subtle um, in this mid-state area. It's a perfect place for you to go to upgrade your home, upgrade the equity of your home, the value uh, by going to CalvinandSubtle.com and getting your new flooring from them. They do a fantastic job. Their customer service is top-notch. They are efficient. They are quick with their work. They're not going to linger in your home getting you new hardwood floors. It just takes a month long. No, that's an awful process. And Calvin and Settle does a great job of getting in, giving you a quote, doing the job and getting out so you can live your life at Calvin and Oops. Bet MGM. There it is. <laughs> Bet MGM, the king of sports books, promo code A to Z sports, A T O Z sports. You'll get a risk-free bet up to $600 upon your first deposit. 
So go ahead and do that. Make an account. It's free money they're giving you. This is a risk-free bet. You're just rolling the dice. You could blindly pick whatever game you, you want to bet on to have an, an extra interest in. Maybe, a, maybe tonight's NBA schedule isn't interesting to you. Well, you throw a few hundred dollars on that game from your risk-free $600 bet, it becomes very interesting to you. Yes. So let's have fun this weekend. Let's win some money. All we got to do is sit there on our couches and watch our money win, uh, watch our teams win, and let the money trickle in. So go ahead, download the BetMGM app today as soon as the show ends. Kyle says, what about that Sweet 16 11 years ago to beat Ohio State to go to the first Elite Eight in school history? Kyle, Jack and I were literally talking about yeah. that before the show. That was one of the best times in my college life uh, was following that college basketball team, that 2010 Vols team uh, with Skyler McBee hitting threes, Scotty Hobson, uh, Melvin Goins. You got you have a lot. Brian of, Williams. Brian Williams. Who else? J.P. Prince, Wayne Chisholm, Tyler Smith get kicked off the team because of that yeah, arrest. Melvin they, Goins ended up coming back. Oh, my guy, Bobby Mays. Bobby Mays, oh, Bobby was, Mays was the coolest. Was the, the point guard that made it all happen. Just throwing half-court alley-oops to J.P. Prince all day long was a lot of fun. So, Jack, what is your favorite bet for college basketball this weekend in the Sweet 16? I'm looking at the slate for tomorrow. There's one that really sticks out to me. Bobby Mays, talk about a Dollar General Allen Iverson. That's who you're looking at. Um, I have a great Bobby Mays story. I will tell you that after we talk about our bets here. Okay. It has to do with Bobby Mays' recruitment to Tennessee. For me, I'm looking to Sunday night. I, I know we got to wait a couple days to get there, but I think that this is as sure of a thing as there is on the board right now in, in Sweet 16. When all bets are off in March Madness, this is the game I look at. And I feel like I have a pretty good read on Alabama minus six and a half. They're playing UCLA. They're playing some of the best ball of the season right now. They just dismantled Maryland. They, they, I own gave them a scare, but they ended up uh, winning and covering uh, Alabama is, is a cover machine right now. I, 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 I struggle to believe that this UCLA team who's played an extra game in this tournament, they had to play a play in game against Michigan state just to make it to the round of 64. I think that they're out of gas, and I think that they, they've overstayed their welcome. They're on borrowed time. Alabama with guys like – I mean, Quinterly. Talk about a player. Quinterly, Herb Jones in, down low. I, UCLA, I don't think, has really an answer for Herb Jones, and I think that's a big why Alabama's going to not only win but cover the number at six and a half. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. UCLA, I, they can't keep up. They've got Tiger Campbell, who actually uh, lived in Nashville, went to uh, – I believe he was at CPA – um, before he transferred to to go to a, a day school out west, but uh, this Alabama team's hot as hot as ever. So so give me the tide minus six and a half. I will likes Oregon over USC. I I need that for my bracket is what I need. <laughs> Oregon's plus two. So if you're or if you're gonna take Oregon, do you I mean do you might as well take the money line? The money line's only plus one fifteen for Oregon over USC, and Corey confirms your CPA. So what do you do here if you like Oregon? Oregon plus two is at minus 110, but Oregon money lines plus 115. What's the smartest bet there to go there? Uh, when when you're talking about such a short number in the two points, you, you can get more value out of the money line there. But That's what I'm thinking. You know, you know, the only way that Oregon I, – I guess I guess you go money line there. but Because it's not two and a half. If it was two yeah. and a half, I'd get maybe plus two and a half. In, because in March, though, in March, though, I'm I'm a guy who needs – every last point because these <laughs> games are coming down to the last possession 
So that too sounds nice to me. And just the amount of, I would beat the hell out of myself if Oregon, you, you know, uh, ended up losing by uh, one point when they would have covered the spread and, and you went money line. So that, that's another thing. Maybe it's just from PTSD lost bets that I have in the past, but this is a matchup that USC won in the regular season. Oregon's playing really good. They've got Duarte. They've got Eugene from Eugene out there uh, playing as well. They're a good team. USC's got a big man in Mobley who's going to go in the lottery. It's going to be an awesome matchup in the Conference of Champions. I know Bill Walton will be watching. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so my my favorite bet, I think, for Saturday, Jack, Syracuse plus seven. Okay, yeah. Against Houston. Houston's a low-scoring team, and Buddy Beheim's averaging 27 this tournament. And you know what Houston's also is? A disorganized team. Mm-hmm. It's like very chaotic Houston, and fast. Houston yeah. wins off of their pure athletic ability, and what disrupts that? Beheim's zone. <laughs> so I think I think Syracuse plus seven is a fantastic pick, and I'm plus 240 on the money line for Syracuse. We've already seen Jim Beheim take a double-digit Syracuse team to the Final Four. Could he do it again as an 11 seed? I don't know, man. But, like, I think Syracuse plus seven is an amazing value to go get. So that's my favorite bet. I, I also love Alabama. I'm, I'm thinking, you know how I love my parlays, Jack. I know you're a parlay man. I'm a big parlay guy because BetMGM just keeps giving me these parlay boosts, so I got to use them. They're just, they can't just sit there and stare at me. Maximum you know, you, you could you could go Alabama, um, Gonzaga, and uh, maybe Arkansas and Baylor on a parlay, and a four leg parlay over Saturday and Sunday. And you know what? For the hell of it, let's just see what that does. While you're while you're adding that up, this Oregon State Loyola matchup is interesting for me, just because that's where Tennessee could be right now. Um, Loyola's get they're they're seven point favorites, which is a big number this late in the tournament, especially for an eight seed. Granted, they were going up against the twelve Oregon State. Uh, the the matchup down low between Crutwig and Silva is one that interests me. I think that game could be a little tighter um, than what Vegas is indicating with the spread there. Yeah. So here's what I did. So I, I went and I wanted to check this out. Uh, because I wanted to see what this what this money line parlay would do. So all money line parlays: Arkansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Alabama. Uh, boosted because BetMGM is giving everybody a uh, parlay boost. So download the app ATOZ Sports, and you get two parlay boosts every day <laughs> for from BetMGM right now. So that's, that's why awesome. I'm doing this. That is but, awesome. Yeah, but that parlay. Uh, is uh, boosted is plus one forty eight, so it's not huge whatsoever. But you plus know, money. It, it's it's plus money. Arkansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, Alabama to all win. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and clear that out, so I don't accidentally take it <laughs> when I'm not ready to do that. So I, I do think that's very interesting. Arkansas is gonna throw Cinderella Oral Roberts straight out the door this weekend. Uh, they're I, uh, they're gonna get boat raced. Talk I about agree. a team who's on borrowed time. Fifteen seed though, great for them. What a great story that was, and. I know a lot of Vols fans are watching and happy that Florida went down at the hands of Oral Roberts. So, uh, you know, it's a bit of karma for what happened in the SEC tournament between the Vols and the Gators, but uh, both teams are on to next season. And and I love alternate spreads, too, with uh, with parlays. So you could take Gonzaga, who's minus 1,100 on the money line, but they're 13-point favorites, and work that number down to improve your odds there. I did that successfully on Monday uh, when Gonzaga covered seven. 
a minus seven against um, who they play. Uh, Gonzaga played. Who did they play? Who they beat? Oh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah. played tough too. That game was yeah. pretty. That game was very tough and a little stressful there towards the end. All right, Jack, I, I teased this before we get to ain't that good news. I have to tell people the Bobby Mays, Bobby recruit, Mays. the Bobby Mays recruiting story. This was in the late two thousands. I don't remember what specific year Bobby Mays came out of junior college and joined Tennessee's basketball team. But Bruce Pearl, I was told this story by one of Bobby Mays' teammates um, right after I graduated college. And so Bobby Mays, who was from Washington, D.C. area, grew up with Kevin Durant, actually, was playing Juco ball in the middle of nowhere. So he's, he's visiting Kentucky. He's visiting some other big names. And he comes to visit Tennessee in the summer. And uh, he shows up at the Woodlands Pool is where he is told to go. His host takes him to the Woodlands, which was a like townhome neighborhood off campus at Tennessee. And so his host takes him to the Woodlands Pool. And all of a sudden, he's telling his cousin about this later on. He's saying, I show up to the Woodlands Pool and there are people everywhere. There's girls. There's beer. Coach Pearl's in the pool riding a – he said Coach, he said Bruce Pearl was shirtless, obviously, in the pool, uh, drinking out of a keg that was also floating in the pool. He says it was the bad, most badass party he's ever seen. And he, goes, cool. and, he, and he goes, that won him over. And then he calls and he commits to Tennessee – and the person who's trying to set up like his his room and board and all that kind of stuff. So, like, okay, Bobby, where would you like to live? He goes, where would I like to live? I want to live at the mother effing Woodlands. I want to go to the Woodlands. Set me up at the Woodlands. And so he calls his cousin and says, bro, you're going to come down here, come out to the Woodlands pool, and you're going to come and party with me because this, this place is crazy. And his cousin comes in town. He gets moved into the Woodlands. They go out to the pool, and nobody is at the pool. Nobody's at the pool. Oh, Nobody's no. doing anything. That entire pool party was set up by Bruce Pearl and the recruiting people to get Bobby Mays to commit to Tennessee. <laughs> hey, man, Bruce Pearl knows how to throw a good party. Ask Aaron Kraft and also maybe ask the uh, the NCAA. Yes, uh, yeah. So, you good with the bad with old greasy yeah. Bruce Pearl. So that was uh, my Bobby Mays recruiting story uh, of Bruce Pearl throwing a, a pool That's bash. great. <laughs> to get him to show up That's and Bruce awesome. is doing keg stands and floating on a keg in the pool. So anyway, with that, let's get to ain't that good news. When's yeah. the last time you think Rick Barnes did a keg stand? I think the closest he gets to alcohol is probably Sunday at church, sipping on the wine. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know him as, a, as, a, as a keg guy. I don't think Rick Barnes has ever done a keg stand. I'm going to go out on a limb. And say, I don't think <laughs> I'm going to say zero keg stands. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. He's, because Rick Barnes is 66 or, he's 67 years old, right? So, like, yeah, when was he in keg stand? Him. I haven't done a keg stand in probably 10 years, and I'm 31 in two weeks. Yeah. Hey, so, time flies when you're doing keg stands. I don't know. Time goes really slow when you're doing keg stands. You think you're <laughs> up there true. for forever, yeah. and you get down, and you're like, oh, how long was that? And they're like, 12 seconds. And like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to Ain't That Good News before we send you guys – to the weekend, but first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, they are the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renters Warehouse 
renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. So check them out right there. Create extra cash flows for you and your family. If you're currently renting, find a new home to rent. Whether you're upsizing or downsizing, Renters Warehouse got you covered. Renterswarehouse.com. We just talked about this tournament. We, we like Alabama and we like Syracuse. So what are you going to do? You're going to download the BetMGM app with promo code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports. And if you don't trust us, use some of that risk-free money back when, when you bet on these games. Six hundred Up to $600 when you make your initial deposit. Guys, they, they've got innovative parlays, boosted odd specials. Like Austin said, the boosted parlays, two a week. What two, a day. two 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 a day. Hey, can you believe that? What an incredible deal. Game props and more. Uh, BetMGM is where you should go to bet the tournament. Uh, that's where I'm going to go this weekend, and I hope to come out on the, on the on the green side, not the red side. That's right. So what's your good news? Good news, we do this every Friday to end our week. Donald says good news. His niece, Danny, got accepted to kindergarten. I didn't know you had to get accepted to kindergarten. Wow. That must be a tough kindergarten to get into. I know, for real. Like I, I mean, you're a private school guy, Jack. When did you start private school? Seventh grade. So, okay, why why was that? Uh, I went to, I'll, I'll give a shout out Poplar Grove. I went to Poplar Grove in Franklin, uh, up, up until then. And then we moved to where my dad could be closer to work. So they were just like, you know what? Let's do BGA thing. You know, it's a little bit of a behavior. It was getting a little hairy, you know, like, hey, you? I'm a wild child, man. You can't cage <laughs> okay. me up. Don't cage yeah. me up. Don't put me in a box. So, <laughs> so they, threw me, they threw me into BGA, which, which actually ended up being kind of like a caged box. All right, so uh, what's your good news? Let's see. Jeff Rubel says his good news is from Monday. His high school alma mater won the school's first state title in basketball, 43-42. Well worth the nice. 10, bo- 10 bucks he spent to watch. That's awesome. That's badass. And, uh, I- I've been to high school basketball state tournaments are so fun to go to. So much fun because it gets intense uh, when those games are close. Let's see. Aaron says my good news is his birthday's in three days. In Austin, I want you to wear purple on Monday. What does me wearing purple on Monday have to do with anything? It's his birthday wish. You have to grant it. Break out the Elton John again. Why purple? I don't dislike purple. Purple's in. Purple's in. I don't don't understand the purple thing, honestly. But you know what, Aaron Goff? If you want purple, Austin should give you purple. Do I have a purple shirt? I got a purple button down. No, I have a purple golf shirt. He just wants you in purple, man. I don't do it for Aaron. I think I have a purple golf shirt unless I gave it away, unless I donated it because I donated a lot of clothes over the week. Ooh, Austin, here's a good one. Zach Goodman finally got over his allergies this week. It's allergy season. Me for this week. About now, this. next week, Zach Goodman, they're going to smack you in the face again. Danny Whitson, wife found a new car she loves. Ain't that good news? That there is you go. Good. I hope it didn't get drilled by the hail yesterday. That would be a bad time for a new car. My dad actually uh, just got a got his first new car in like 10, 15 years. <laughs> Hailstorm. Now, Damage? I don't know. I've got to, I'll go out there later today and figure it out. But uh, so my good news today. Yeah. It, we're talking about hail. It's on the ice. The National Predators are playing some good hockey right now. Just dismantled the Red Wings. Seven to one. Rocco Grimaldi, a first period hat trick. Are you kidding me? What is happening in Bridgestone right now? Uh, so the Preds. While this season looked pretty dark and, and uh, not, not a lot of hope was were surrounding the boys in gold, uh, they, they said four teams out of the Central Division are going to make the playoffs. Right now, the Blackhawks hold down that fourth spot. 
with 37 points in 34 games. The Predators are just four points behind them in the same amount of games played. Uh, they have 33 points. Ellie Tolvanen, the 21-year-old, is an absolute sniper. I, I'll be honest, I think there was a lot of pressure on him coming up, playing for you know Stanley Cup contending teams and getting thrown into the playoffs and really not producing. That could have damaged his confidence, but he's coming up. Now you're playing on a team that has nothing to lose. It isn't expected to make a run. Ellie Tolvanen is, is shelving pucks. This guy is putting them exactly where he wants. He can pick out a spot in the net, point at it. That's where the puck's going to be. This guy's a monster. He's going to be here for some time now. And while there's a lot of doubt and uncertainty with the NHL trade deadline approach, approaching, uh, you can at least be confident that Ellie Tolvin is here to say. Yeah, so talking about that hailstorm, because uh, I saw Nashville weather was like, Preds fans, go to the game early if you're there. Rob brings up Emily Proud's num uh, video. She, was, she lives in like the Gulch area. She posted a video of it hitting her building, which was nuts. So for me, uh, I got, I was at home. I was like, I'm going to go check the mailbox real quick. Cause I was expecting something before the storm gets here. So let's, let's go do that. It's the, you know, the sky is not dark yet. So I go out, I walk out to the mailbox. My mailbox is maybe 50 feet from my front door. So I get to the mailbox. I look around the sky. It's all clear. Check the mailbox, grab the mail, close the mailbox, rain starts. And so I start walking quickly, but I was soaked because the yeah. rain, it went from zero rain to all rain in the time it took me to sprint back 50 feet to my front door. And I was just drenched and I was like, oh my God, this thing is so fast. It was incredibly fast yesterday. That video, I think it was Emily Proud's video of just the wall of rain entering and dismantling Nashville. It, it is incredible. It, yeah. She had a good one. There was a bunch of really good videos. I'm just from... glad none of that none of that mess was, you know, like they were talking about. I was I was worried about tornadoes here in the mid-state. Now I, I'm not sure about the smaller towns on the outskirts, but uh, I'm glad that you know Nashville dodged a bullet. They've been through this city's been through too much in the last couple of years. Yeah. So so glad they dodged this one. Although tornado season's a long season, so yeah. Fingers Ethan Ramsey brings it up. Ethan, who lives in uh, I think around Birmingham area, says good news. Everyone in my town is okay after the tornado touched down there yesterday. Good. So that, it's good. That is. My good news is 100% selfish. Uh, I've had a cold week, Jack. You know this. I've been talking about this. I've been ice cold when it comes to winning uh, my miniature parlays and just overall bets. Like I've lost single bets too, like that I thought were locks. I thought they were great and I've lost them. But I, I finally hit a parlay last night. I, I missed since Monday was my last win. I went all the way to Thursday night. And I got lucky. I, I was texting with you about my parlay, and I I picked the Knicks. <laughs> I picked the Penguins and the Sixers to beat the Lakers. And I passed out on the couch out of frustration last night because the Knicks were down double digits in the third quarter. And I wake up to let the dogs out, and Jack texts me, <laughs> and the Knicks come back and win in dramatic fashion. And then I went to bed so fast that I didn't even see until this morning that the parlay hit because the Sixers took care of business against the Lakers with no Braun and no Anthony Davis. So oh, well, I that's, got that. that's a team to fade here for the next couple of weeks till AD gets back. The Lakers are going to be in trouble. They've lost no, four in a row. No moves at the deadline. They're going to be in trouble. I'm a big LeBron guy. So that's my team. I know Bingham's a big LeBron guy too. So uh, fingers crossed for the Lakers. Although the Grizzlies are playing some good basketball too. It's going to be a fun little shakedown here as the season comes, comes to a close on the hardwood. And by the way, uh, A to Z Sports Picks coming up today at 2 o'clock. I meant to say this earlier throughout the show, but uh, Alan Bell and Brian Edwards, they will get you guys set up 
for the gambling weekend. They will have a parlay to take tonight for their Friday parlay. They will have Sweet 16 uh, picks for you guys and really help you walk through how to come out of this weekend uh, on top with your sports betting. And don't forget, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use our code ATOZ Sports right there in the center of the screen. Uh, they're our title sponsor. So, Jack, good stuff. Two days in a row. Zach will be back on Monday. Hope you guys have a safe weekend. I know the weather's supposed to be kind of nasty again tomorrow. But hope you guys have a good weekend. And we'll uh, talk to you guys here a little later on. Thanks.